Episode 58 of the Barman and Bebo podcast. Um, we meant to do this earlier before the weekend on Friday, but unfortunately with Mike's heavy travel schedule, we've uh, negotiated and, and, and reworked this thing, and Mike's actually live from the Atlanta airport. <laughs> Barman, you got any planes in out on the runway? No, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Give me um, a few moments. All right, so... I know you're short on time. I know you got a flight that leaves in about an hour and 20 minutes, so we'll try and blast through yeah. this as quickly as possible. Um, I, should, uh, I should be good for uh, 55 minutes. So. Okay, great. Um, you want to recap? So this past week you were in San Antonio for the Red Bull last stand. Yeah, awesome race. Uh, goes around the Alamo. And um, uh, Rick Dangerblade was able to make it out, Chad Conley. Uh, Huntley Nash and Dylan Swain and uh, Madeline Pierce, unfortunately, made it out. But uh, she had a broken wrist. Ooh. So Georgia did have some representation. And uh, Frank Travieso came directly from Trinidad and Tobago and uh, ended up winning the, uh, the, geared, the geared finals. Wow. He, uh, took home $1,150 in cash, which I'm sure Ashley's already spent. So... <laughs> Frank Frank's doing well in retirement. Yeah, he's, now he's trying to claim he never retired. He said he's going to ride less. <laughs> Did you get a chance to go check out the basement of the Alamo and look for Pee Wee's bike? <laughs> um, you know, I've been to the, I've been going to the Alamo since Tony Frioli and I first got there in 1991, and I've never found the basement of the Alamo yet. <laughs> um. Cyclocross season. Yeah, cyclocross season started here in Georgia. We start in October. Um, it has to, um, uh, with the heat and the way the riding works, uh, it's uh, pretty, it's very unhealthy in the in the warm months. So we do it in the fall. Um, we've already had uh, Elks, uh, which is Jim Benning's race out in Conyers, and we've also had the Grand Park Cyclocross race, which is an awesome venue there. Uh, by the pool of Grant Park across from the zoo, or kind of in the same zoo complex, but uh, um, using a different part of the park, and a great turnout and a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great, great sport if everyone gets a chance to check it out. Uh, this weekend, we've got the fourth Spin the District event, the, the Grand Fondo. The, yeah, Union City, uh, Spin the District, Grand Fondo, and Gravel Fondo for folks. Uh, Wayne's made an incredible belt and had some dilapidated dog that he's been doing marketing with or branding with um, on the uh, Facebook pages. So it's been a um, uh, we're looking forward to it. Definitely more laid back than the uh, than the races. Uh, so we're going to have barbecue and a band and uh, a lot of other stuff for Union City to kind of come out and, and just hang out, have a good time. And uh the registration has been completed for Bevo. He will be in attendance riding the 35-mile ride. Thanks, Bevo. Yep, I do, I do my part when I can do my part. <laughs> that means we're, uh, you're going to be back for barbecue before a lot of other people. So That's right. My riding schedule strictly revolves around eating. <laughs> um, Kirk Corsello. Yes. Good, good friend of yours? 
Um, yeah, he's, well, he's, he's a, a racer acquaintance. We have a lot of mutual friends that we knew in the early 90s. Uh, together, Kurt comes more from the triathlon type of background from the 80s. Uh, if you've ever seen those guys in those, like, the Speedos that look like they're nano-thin, um, like the old Mark Allen and uh, Dave Scott days uh, of Ironman triathlon where they really uh, rode 114 miles with a Speedo on. Um, Kirk, Kirk's got some old pictures in his uh, Facebook uh, area, but uh, Kirk was nice enough to give me a little shout-out. Um, he wrote a very nice piece on you. Another <laughs> nice... I don't know who your PR person is, but they're, they're getting their money's worth these days. <laughs> uh, Kirk was really nice. Well, uh, um, we're a little bit short on officials, uh, so I did officiate uh, both the Elks race and the Grant Park race. And um, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I usually do a good job of keeping things safe uh, and running on time and keeping things moving. And um, and so uh, Kirk was nice enough. Uh, he needed a little bit of a favor for somebody that uh, we were able to work out. So, uh, but Kirk, Kirk's definitely a good guy and uh, one of the strongest riders we have here in Georgia for sure. Um, uh, is there any other cycling news we need to touch base on? No, I couldn't remember if we touched on Bob Birdie's uh, World Championship win. We did. I think, had, I think we did the day after. So. Uh, going through the notes, I couldn't quite see if that was uh, if that had happened already. So, um, uh, uh, Pino actually um, uh, won the uh, Lombardia, dropped uh, Nibali in the uh, uh, with about I think 10k to go, and uh, so he's having a great end of his season. Frenchman winning in Italy doesn't happen very often, so congrats to him. Frenchman winning in France doesn't happen that often. Well, he doesn't he doesn't deal well with the French. Um, with the pressure of being French and everyone asking him questions, I think he prefers racing in Spain and uh, in Italy for those reasons. Um, I know why you want to finish up early because the Packers are playing San Francisco in a few minutes. That 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 certainly helps. I mean, I've got it on on my iPads, but yeah, I mean, uh, but what we promised everybody an episode over the weekend, and it just unfortunately with your crazy yeah. schedule right now, it just didn't work out. You've been watching the Definitely. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you fine. You <laughs> know? Um, oh, shoot. One, one more quick thing. Um, there we go. Scott Patton uh, is raising money for his final um, Tour de Pink of the year. Uh, yep. If you get a chance, help him out. He, I think he's like 700 bucks from his goal. Um, uh, he always finishes strong, so. Yeah. The, you can donate at uh, www.iampinkbeard.com. Uh, Barman and Bevo threw him some money yesterday uh, just, to, just, just to do our part like we do every year. But um, We thank the sponsors for allowing us to have a little bit of money to throw around. There's no sponsorship <laughs> money. We came straight out of the, the Bevo checkbook. But it, it was donated on behalf of Barman and Bevo. <laughs> um, so... Uh, if you get a chance, help Scott out. It's a great cause. He does it. I think he did three last year. I don't know if he did two or three this year. Um, I think he missed the uh, middle one, the summer one. Right. Um, but, it, you know, breast cancer, you know, it affects a lot of people. And, and Scott does a really nice job. He dyes, dyes his goatee pink, and he, he goes all out for the event. And 
Um, he does a really nice job of, uh, of raising money and, and helping out where he can and, and helping people on the ride, you know, just to get home. So, um, donate again, his site, www.impinkbeard.com. Um, if, if you have any trouble finding it, I, I made a post yesterday on our Facebook page where you could donate. Um, Atlanta United. The five stripes. The five stripes. Nothing, nothing going on here. Um, when I when I did our uh, our our uh, notes, they were one point up on New York the New York Red Bulls in the stands. I don't think that's changed. I believe they only have they one have, more game left, don't they? I think they have one, maybe two. Um, I heard two yesterday, but I, on the schedule, I, I could have sworn I always saw one, but. You know me, I have trouble reading schedules, so. Um, next well, they don't call, do they call it a schedule, or do they call it like a... It's a table. Fixture? Fixture's the standings. Table is the schedule. Gotcha. Uh, they've got Philadelphia, uh, I believe Saturday, maybe Sunday. It's probably Saturday. Um, Philly's in fourth place. It's no pushover game. Um, if Atlanta wins, I believe they win the Supporters' Shield knockdown first place and home field. If they Thank lose and New York Red Bulls win, they they lock it down. Um, a lot of notes on what's going on with the team. It looks like um, Tata Martinez might leave. His he con- hasn't resigned yet, has he? Right. He's, he had a two-year contract. Uh, that's up after this season. There's, there was talks of him going to Europe or Mexico, the Mexican national team, back to Argentina. There is even, uh, I saw a note that he might coach the U.S. national team. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the best place for him to land is probably Mexico. I don't think he'll go back to Argentina just because he, he already coached there once and it did not go well. Right. Um, I could see him taking a job to go coach in Spain somewhere with one of the club teams, but, I, you know, I'd... I don't see it being Barcelona. I don't see it being Real Madrid. It'll be, you know, one of the secondary teams there. Um, I think we reported last time that the Almiron deal to Arsenal was for $11 million. It's actually for 15 Can I do another beer? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, this, this is kind of better than even uh, recording at home. The only problem is you can't crack the beer that they're going to pre-crack it for you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, well, I wonder if, if if Tito isn't in talks with the U.S. just in a preliminary kind of sense, and they're worried about the language barrier being a hindrance. Yeah, I, I think his style of play certainly would be a big difference with the U.S. men's national team. I bet um, you Michael Bradley doesn't make the field again. If he, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think do you think um, Martinez is the next to go, or do you think he he sticks around another year? I think anybody picks him up. I think he enjoys playing for Atlanta and the lack of pressure. I think he kind of thrives in that, and so yeah. I think if they don't win a championship, then he'll probably stay and try one more year. Uh, with the playoffs looming, is this the year for Atlanta United? championships baby i agree with you i think it, it, it's setting up perfectly we're so deep it looks like gars is coming back yep but there's nowhere for him to play i mean you look you think at we could win 28 to 3 
As long as Arthur's not down at the sideline, I'm fine. Mid-second half, I'm fine with it. He and his wife were on the sideline yesterday. He needs to stay off the sideline. Yes. Somebody needs to tell him, stay in your box. Just yes. stay there. Um, what? With this team being so deep... Um, and they're playing better again. Well, it's funny. You've got a guy like Barco who made the all-star team. He's not even a starter anymore. Right. You know, you've got, um, what's his name? Just came back from injury. Uh, Nagabi. You know, he's, he's, he looks well. You've got Garza coming back, but you know, where does he fit in the line? It's almost like they've got a team and a half right now. Yes. Where they could throw different looks out there at different different teams and and give give different teams different looks. It's it's unbelievable what they've got talent wise. So that's definitely the difference between soccer and American football. Yeah. You know, really American football, you only can play one style with the fifty three players you have. <clears throat> you know, you can't be changing it up. Um U.S. men's national team. We were texting during the game on Thursday night um, versus Columbia. What do you think? What did you think of the game? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought they played better than four two. I didn't think they won the. They deserved to win the game. But I, I was thinking more like two one or or, or three two. Um, I, it, I I enjoyed the crosses. I thought I, go ahead. I thought the first half they did not play well at all. Um, I thought maybe they had maybe five good minutes in the first half. In the second half, they came out like a house on fire. Um, they made a couple really nice plays to get the lead and go up two to one, and then it was just Columbia taking over. Um, made some key key substitutions. Got and then got like. Two or three quick goals. Um, the final ends up being four to two. Columbia was up one nothing, then down two one. Um, and then what was it two two? And then and then the USA scored yeah. or uh, Columbia scored two more. Yep. Um, they really started picking on the defense. Yeah. That left that left side of the defense. Um. Bradley was the captain. Um, you you felt he played uninspired. I kind of agreed with you. He just uh, wasn't very. Moved. I don't know if he had a hamstring injury or he was worried about something. He seemed to be just kind of floating around. Yes. You know, and it was he was he was never out of position, but he was never in position. Right. Um, and, well, you know, if you bring an older guy uh, back onto the team and. They showed him in the warm-ups, you know, kind of discussing things and doing that. Well, you play center mid. You should be the most active person on the fucking field. Yeah, you, oh, you're, you're supposed sorry, to be running. Bradley. You're supposed to run the most. <laughs> you're sorry, supposed to run sorry. the most. <clears throat> sorry, Krabby. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll have the production team edit that out. That's not getting edited. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
The only time I really liked what I saw out of him was coming into the second half at the beginning of the half. You know, he's getting the team fired up and telling, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this. You know, he seemed to have the ear of the guys on the field. He didn't seem to have the ear. I just thought the effort. I just thought for someone who hasn't played in a long time for the national team, he really needed to show more effort. Yeah. I, I, and and sometimes, you know, it's better to be a little bit out of position and making a play than to just look like you don't know what you're doing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, I couldn't agree with you hundred any more than that. I mean, it was it – was, listen, as soon as I saw that he was the captain – I changed my profile picture on Facebook. I'm now, I'm now a Mexico fan. I will not root for the U.S. unless they get a new coach and Michael Bradley and Josie Altador do not play again. The linebacker. The linebacker. He should be playing for the Toronto Argonauts, not the Tor- Toronto FC. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, USA versus Peru. Uh, Peru's rated number 21 in the world, and I believe the USA is number 22. Um, it looks like Brad Guzan, between the pipes, as predicted Mr. by Queen Bevo Sheets. not three months ago. Uh, Mr. Queen Sheets? Zach Stefan uh, is hurt. He hurt his hamstring either in the game or in practice, and he's not going to play. So... Uh, could be Brad, Brad Guzan. They, they did bring up another goalie, but I don't know if, who's going to start. But I would I would think with Guzan's performance this year in the MLS that he gets the start. I agree. Um, uh, by did, the did way... You, did you kind of feel like Colombia was beating us up? Yes. Even though physically we're the same size as Colombia or even a little bit bigger, it really felt like they were beating us up. Like physically or just mentally? Physically. I didn't think it was that bad. I've I've seen I've seen dirtier games, you know, against some of, like the Mexico game was significantly dirtier. Well, they were tiny. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't think it was too bad. I thought I thought it was a, a pretty clean game. No, not, I'm not saying that they were they're they were just more physically challenging for the ball. Well, they were certainly winning a lot more of the free, the, 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 the 50-50 balls. I think they realized earlier in the game that the ref wasn't going to call stuff. So they played they played to that to that fact that the ref wasn't going to call anything. Right. Because it was almost the second half before he blew the whistle. Yeah, and I, I want to say there might have only been like one yellow card. It was deserved. Yeah. Oh, sure. Without a doubt. Um, one thing but it was I, late in the game. Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention... Bevo took Columbia in that game. He goes to 10-1-5 uh, on the year. Wow. Um, and we'll get to bet with Bevo for next week in, in the when middle it was while. Two, two, When it was 2-2, two, two, I really thought you were going to lose that one. Uh, I, I agree. I thought, I thought for sure U.S. had the momentum, and I was going to lose that game 3-2, to two, or it was going to end in a draw, and I was going to lose on the bet. <laughs> so, um, you know. Those things happen. No. You, you, got, you, you play to win the game. I really thought it was going to end two-two. You bet. You bet to win the game. <laughs> you bet to win the game. Not you. <laughs> um, anything you want to chat about for tomorrow night? Do you expect night? anything different? I mean, I, I think we're going to get more of the same. For Atlanta United? No, for the U.S. men's team. Oh, more of the same. Yeah. Um. I'll drop this in quickly. I watched the women's game on Wednesday night. 
they beat Trinidad and Tobago seven to nothing. And I believe last night they won. They won their game, or uh, I don't remember who they were playing. Or yesterday, they are into the World Cup. They got they qualified for the World Cup, and I would suspect they're the favorite to win. Well, I believe in the women's side, the Canadians are our biggest. No, it's the Canadians are good. Brazil's good. Mexico's, if I remember, Mexico's pretty good, and then Japan. And oh, the team we lost to in the last tournament, I think, was Sweden. We lost like two to one to Sweden a couple last year, sometime, or maybe two years ago. Um, Hussein Bolt. He's now a soccer. He's now a soccer player. Where? Australia. Why? I don't know. I guess he always wanted to play soccer. He's retired from sprinting. He's 36 years old. He got, I don't know if his contract has been finalized, but he scored two goals the other night for the Central Coast Mariners of the Australian League. Um, he looks a bit awkward because he's so tall. Right. But certainly he's faster than everybody else out there on the field. <laughs> Is it pretty obvious? I haven't seen any. He, he didn't look, listen, he didn't look awful. Um, in, in the, the, the minute and a half of highlights I saw, he looked decent. So, uh, what would happen if Michael Jordan played soccer? Uh, well, I don't know that Michael Jordan could play soccer if he trained. I had this argument with somebody a couple years ago. Imagine how good the U S men's national team would be if guys like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant had played soccer instead of basketball. Right. I, I think there's a legitimate argument there that, you know, I was talking to somebody today. Uh, one of the women that watches Violet at her daycare is also Venezuelan. And she's like, you know why all these players from Venezuela are so good at baseball? I go, yeah, because there's only one sport in Venezuela. It's baseball. <laughs> I go, there's so many sports here that kids focus. Play, you know, me, growing up, I played soccer. I played basketball. I played baseball. You know, I know you played baseball and got into cycling in your high school years. I'm sure you probably played something else as well. Yeah, I played soccer. Yeah, so I mean... Um, I played soccer as a young person. Um, uh, baseball, a little bit of football. Uh, my parents didn't want me to play football before I got to high school. Right. So it was, I was so far behind by the time I got to high school. It was so physically draining that that, uh, that just didn't work for me. By the way, it's 7-0 49ers, and the Packers just had an 80-yard pass play to get it down to the 15-yard uh, line. So. Oh, I thought. Uh, um... I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, I know. I can hear it in the background. BBW. <laughs> MLB. B-dub. Uh, Braves out, Indians out, Yankees out, Rockies out. I don't know what the score of any of the other series are. Uh, Astros and Red Sox are 1-1 now. Okay. Uh, they might be playing tonight. Uh, um, Packers tied at 7-7. And um, I, I don't I don't know if the Dodgers beat the um, um, Brewers. The Cubs. Brewers. Yes. I guess the did the Brewers win the first one. Yeah, I think it's one one in that series too. I think Puig, Puig is hurt. No, at this point I don't care. I don't care about that guy. Um, <laughs> in Chief Wahoo news. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Indians lose their final game of the season in the playoffs on National Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> it was the last time, as a one one last slap in the face, it was the last time they will wear Chifwahoo. <laughs> um, are you sad to see Chief Wahoo go? I don't think there's anything um, racist about calling them the Cleveland Indians, and I don't find anything racist about the Wahoo logo. It, it's well it's funny to me because obviously being an Indians fan I don't maybe I'm insensitive but I don't find anything offensive about him either um, but the guy who's been doing all the complaining is in jail for embezzling money that was supposed to go to Native Americans which is even funnier whoa now that I do believe uh, it's he, definitely got Southern Baptist preacher written all over that. <laughs> no he's Native American he, <laughs> no he, but you know what you know what I mean he was hey, accepted why is it, why did a church go out of business, but you have a Mercedes 600 series? Exactly. <laughs> he embezzled like $77,000 uh, in grant, U.S. grants that were supposed to go to Native Americans, and he's in jail now. Dude, that's awful. Yep. Um, did you? That's so low. Did you happen to catch any of the game? I want to say it was game three or game four Yankees-Red Sox. Uh, it was the one the Red Sox won 16-1. to well, actually, I watched the first inning or second inning. I think I switched to football. Okay. And then when I went back, the Red Sox were up 10-1. So you, uh, the, here's, here's, here's where I'm going with this. Apparently, the first base umpire had three calls overturned in the first four innings. Uh, at I didn't first, see any of that. At first base. I come to find out he's got a 91% accuracy rating on balls and strikes. Oh my gosh! How did he get in the playoffs? How does this guy have a is playoff job? Is it based on the whole crew? I, I, it must be. But Sabathia was complaining about him during the game. But it's crazy to me in this day and age that you, an umpire, can get a call wrong and it it gets reversed three out of four in four innings. How does that guy get not get pulled off the field? Like football, you know, you work as a team as as officials, and so I don't think they can just pull one guy out of the team that's done well all season to insert somebody else that might not be very functional within that unit. And so that's the way I see officiating is is it's very you know some people's strengths and weaknesses don't match up very well, and then next thing you know, so I don't know how the baseball officiating works, but. I mean, that three out of four, it sounds like he nutted up because it was might be his first postseason assignment or his second it's not. postseason assignment. That's he, awful, then. Yeah, he's been around for quite some time. That's really bad. Yeah. Um, I, and I believe he was calling behind home plate the next night. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't change him out during a game, but I would definitely, if I was the commissioner of baseball, have a meeting with the commission, the commissioner umpires and say, Hey, you know, are you sure this is person isn't in over their heads? You know, is instant replay good for all sports? I think it is actually good in the fact. I don't like the fact that it slows the game down, but there are times where all human beings make mistakes. Sure. And so as long as it doesn't take 15 minutes to uh, overturn some, some slight technicality. I think the NFL does the best with it, obviously, because it's been there longer. You, you know, they're not looking for the they're not looking for the 
for the, the millimeter of the nose of the football kind of stuff. They're just looking for something that just got totally missed. Uh, I think the NFL does a good job. I think the NHL does a really good job too because they have a, yes. a war room in Toronto watching all the plays. Um, yes. And they can certainly um, buzz the ref or uh, the coaches can challenge, you know. Um, right. College football's done a really nice job, especially with the targeting rule of if a kid gets called on targeting, they review the call automatically. That way, if they made a mistake, they can reinstate the kid instead of ejecting him from the game. Right. Um, with 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 where we are. One, one more and catch me out. With where right. we are in in with technology, should we be using technology, you know, like GPS more and um, all the available technology just to to improve call accuracy? Well, I don't think you can do that in football. You know, obviously sure. in, ten, no, in tennis. No, depend, depending on the sport, tennis, obviously. You do, in tennis, you can do that a lot more than which they've already done. Well, <clears throat> go take baseball for example. Do we need a behind the plate umpire at this point? We can we can get the calls right using the computer. I think you actually do because you physically have to manage the two people, the one batter and the one catcher. Well, no, okay. Do, so, do I think do I think they can, we can call strikes from the booth? Yes. However, I think you need a human being. <laughs> okay, so I'm not saying get rid of the umpire, but he gets buzzed if he makes the wrong call and he changes the call at the plate. So let's say he calls a strike. I would say I would say 99.9999% of the times the umpires are calling the their correct strikes for what they're calling that night. Now maybe one umpire's call is a little bit different than another umpire's call. And that can work against a certain pitching style or a, a certain batting style, but I don't think that I don't think any and I haven't seen any umpires that are just totally whacked out. Have you? Uh, it's not. There's some inconsistencies with the strike zone, and between umpires or with the same umpire with, with throughout a game. Between, I mean, you because you, you have a three or four man crew, so right. you can have. One, something that's a strike one night and the next night it's a ball and it, and that right. first that first night it's not in the strike zone in the well maybe the umpire the umpire is consistently calling it a strike on both teams right I, yeah. I think they do a good job of being our, not of, of not just all of a sudden the strike zone changes in the fifth inning right no it's it's consistent yeah. throughout the game um, and it's consistent I've got dinner reservations at Delmonico's and I need to get there before the <laughs> <laughs> So, I think ultimately we could probably use. I think I think you you look at every sport. I think soccer's done a nice job of instituting video replay. I think baseball's done a nice job of advancing the game and including replay. I really think soccer needs to. If they could get rid of the diving, I agree, one hundred percent. Whatever it takes to get rid of the diving, and whether you get a warning first, like I, I like the warning system. You get a warning first, and then the next one is going to be a yellow card. Yeah, and then your third one, you're you're out of the game, and and uh, and, and you're out because the diving has to stop. Yeah, it, it, it slows down the game. It, it's you know it's uh, and then what really annoys me is the fact that I know the coaches teach diving in certain countries their, within their who they're coaching. Yeah, and as a coach and an official and as an athlete. Well, you can I, tell I just, you can tell Neymar obviously is the big one. But you, you watch a guy at Atlanta United he's like so Al Marone. He doesn't have to dive. Al Marone 
constantly does the grab the ankle every time he goes down. And it's it's infuriating. So, Well, in soccer, I, I think they'd be better off with an upstairs official watching the game from a more holistic view. Yep. And not having to rely on a, on a referee having to turn his head. Because we all know it's the guy that throws the retaliation that gets caught. The guy that's jawing or instigates it is the one that gets off. Um, I think in, in hockey they could use GPS for goals instead of using the cameras. You know, th- there's there's probably one tweak. I thought you could NBC make in- did that with the little blue spike. That was the Fox. That was the oh. Fox puck, not NBC. <laughs> um, I think every sport could do. You, also, the only one you don't really need too much replay is basketball. <clears throat> but they use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't watch basketball enough to to be able to tell, but you know, um, I'm always surprised you even mentioned it. Well, it it is one of the big four. I mean, hockey's the fifth. But I mean, well, worldwide, you know, basketball is quite a bit more popular than any other American sport. <clears throat> oh, without a doubt. I mean, if you if you yeah. look at a global view, soccer's the biggest sport. Then probably basketball and maybe hockey. I think cycling ends up being... Cycling's up there as well, without a doubt. I think per viewership or per eyeballs per event kind of deal. Um, But then, you know, there's only 16 NFL games for for a team. Sorry, guys. Sorry, man. Um, NFL. Thank you, man. Last Thursday night. uh, Was it Thursday night or was it Monday night? The Drew Brees night was Thursday, wasn't it? No, I think it was Monday. Thursday was Giants versus Eagles. Oh, jeez. My dad, my dad would have been in heaven telling Giant Eagles stories. I think they're playing the Giants. <laughs> I got a text from Conley. He goes, "Hey, I was watching the game. I didn't even think about it." He goes, "Hey, I think the the the, the, the Eagles are playing the Giants." And I just started laughing. <laughs> um, Monday night last week, Drew Brees sets the all-time passing yards mark. Uh, oh, he, was that Monday night? Yeah, he passed Brett Favre and uh, Peyton Manning in the same game. Um, it was like a 100-yard stretch between the two of them. Uh, he broke the record on roughly about a 50-yard pass. Um, I know you're not a fan of Drew Brees. Well, you're not a fan of the Saints. Well, you know, I hate Sean Payton a lot more than I hate Drew Brees. Right. Um, and, well, you know, the way to beat Drew Brees different than Ben Roethlisberger or Brett Favre was you had to hit him early. Right. You had to take, you had to take that penalty. You had to knock him off the game. And you know, Aaron Rodgers takes a hit very well. Also Drew Brees, you had to, you had to hit him. You had Rattle. to hit him early and you, and, and then he it would throw off that timing. And the way the NFL is now, man, Drew Brees might pay play for 20 more years. <laughs> yeah. Um, after Thursday night, is Eli Manning done with the Giants? Uh, I I actually think they move him into like a publicity role, like like when they brought Brett back to Green Bay, um, you know, to retire the number and all that kind of stuff. They they want Eli to be a, a Giant for life. They don't want to see him suit up in another uniform. And and Eli is a little bit different than Peyton in the fact that I don't think you'll see him suit up in another uniform. There, so there's no chance they trade Eli to, to Jacksonville. Absolutely none. Okay. None. Um, Tom Fal- Coughlin wouldn't do it, and the Giants wouldn't do it. <laughs> Falcons win a wild one yesterday. Did you? Did you? You were on a plane, so you didn't catch any of the game. 
No, I got to watch. I was watching it on the NFL Network, the blurbs, and then I saw it on the train. It was and then, of course, empty. Yes. It was half empty. Well, they're not winning. They Everyone thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl in their home on their home game, just like the, the Vikings last year. Uh, Bills and Browns lose. Heartbreakers. Yes. Steelers win. Uh, I said Packers, uh, Niners tonight would be uninteresting. It's 10-7 Green Bay in the first quarter right now. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. It's more points than I thought they were going to score. <laughs> All right. 10-minute warning. Okay. Um, I honestly feel like Green Bay might lose this game, but they need a wake-up call. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the first time. Ask Barman and Bevo anything. We got two questions tonight. Uh, Chad uh, Brick Dangerblade wants to know when he can come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mentioned this earlier when I saw you at the bike shop. Uh, he's welcome anytime, but last time he was on, he he seemed very uninterested. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to get a uh, I'd like to get a um, uh, episode over on the Tucker side with the Crabbies and the uh, Seth Seth uh, Snyder again and and uh, and Bevo. So. I think it's definitely doable. Yeah, I think with um, in the next, depending in the next couple weeks, I think we can knock something out. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Um, the other question I think was Ryan was was Krabby asking about Zwift and people putting avatars with their helmets helmets on the avatars. <laughs> it is pretty weird. <laughs> um, I would think that Zwift would have gone with something like a little bit more fun with the avatars. Um, I've only been on there once and kind of watched it casually, but you, you've been on there quite a bit. Uh, on, well, that's the only place I get a chance to ride right now. Um, unless you and I go out on a Saturday morning, right. um, that's the easiest physically for me. What are your thoughts on the helmets? It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't think we had any other questions unless you saw one. Um, I don't know. Did Scott, did Scott say something? No. Nah. He's been he's been eerily silent. That's he, a, oh, yeah. He didn't give a rolling commentary of the last one. He, he must be behind. I was kind of uh, concerned. Yeah. Well, you might want to text him. <laughs> I know he just posted a video like an hour ago on Facebook, so I know he's alive. Yeah, he's been doing the uh, pink stuff. Yeah, he's been train, training for his race. All right, uh, bet with Bevo. This weekend, Saturday, we're going to La Liga. We've got a, a the first place team playing the second place team in La Liga, and the first place team is an underdog. Sevilla, plus one and a half <laughs> against Barcelona. Barcelona's played like shit the last two weeks. We're taking Sevilla and the goal and a half. Minus one and a half. Yeah. Dude, that's a lot. That I, I, I firmly believe that Barcelona wins this game by one goal or it's a tie and we, and Bevo rakes in the dollars. I don't, I don't think there's any way Barcelona wins by two. No, unless someone gets not against unless the first place team. It just, I looked and around and this game injured. just stood out. I'm like, oh, Sevilla, they must be pretty crappy. Nope, they're in first place. <laughs> well, I wonder if um, I wonder if the betters are just trying to draw more action. Maybe. Um, Maybe. 
you know, it's kind of like a loss leader we do in the restaurant business where we do Bud Light for a dollar. Right. Because if you bring eight friends in and two, two of them drink Bud Light, the other ones drink Tito's and vodka or Tito's and soda. Right. All right. Uh, so that is Sevilla plus one and a half, and that's minus 106. That means if you bet 1060, you win 10. So um, that does it for a very quick and succinct episode 58. Uh, we did pretty good. I didn't think we were going to make it through all the material. Well, we did rapid fire tonight. Um, <laughs> again, we'll, we'll, pr- we'll promote Scott, uh, Scott Patton, uh, com. If, if you haven't registered already for the spin, the district grand Fondo, it's your, Please chance, do. your one and only chance to ride with the world famous Bevo. <laughs> well, the rate, the, the pricing is really low. Yeah. It's 25 um, bucks. People 25 bucks. You know, we're not, it, the idea was to have more people and to have more fun. So, what 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 jersey do you want me to wear? Uh, what's that green one you do? The uh, Ireland oh, you one. Have an old blind dog. You have an old blind dog jersey. I have old blind dog. I've got Ireland. I've got Pittsburgh Penguins. I've got no Livestrong. No no Livestrong. You want me to break out one of the old Livestrong jerseys? <laughs> no. Anything but the Livestrong jersey. Can I bring it? Can I wear it if I put an X to it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You'll you'll even break out your eighteen Livestrong bands and have them on your wrist. Like I don't have. I don't think I have any. And I might have one a, hanging around somewhere, but I don't think I have any. Like a, like a like someone at a Taylor Swift concert or something. Hey, don't mock Tay Tay. Um, we'll come out and ride. It's Sunday in in Union Union, Union City. Union yep. City. Um, I'm doing the thirty six mile ride. I think Fierro Joe's coming with me and maybe BC. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that'd be awesome. So I know Joe said he was going to register, and he's in. I'm not sure about Brian, um, but that does. I hope he can make it. That'd be yeah. awesome. It'd be great to see him. So um, that does it for episode 58. Follow us on Facebook, Barman and Bevo Podcast. Uh, Michael Barman, Michael Vandera, Twitter. It's at underscore Coach Barman at Bevo eight seven seven one, and then at Barman the letter N Bevo Pod. Download all of our episodes on Podbean iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, we're out there everywhere. Mike, safe travels. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks Thank again you, everyone. for listening, everybody. Take care.